Hello, this is your host, Art Fuller, Ph.D., and welcome to The 5-Minute Expert. Our sponsor for this show is Valvoline Face Cream. Yes, you know them for lubricating your car's engine, but now they're moving in a whole new direction. Is your face showing signs of wear and aging? You need Valvoline Face Cream. Slather it on good and thick and watch your face become as smooth as a baby's butt. Valvoline Face Cream, guaranteed to put a shine on your nose. We are surrounded by commercials that advertise every kind of product and service thinkable. It's been said the average American sees 16,000 ads every day. They either help to generate sales and consumption of a product or they associate a brand with certain qualities in our minds as consumers. Why do commercials even exist? Because they work. Consider this. General Mills had seriously planned to stop making Wheaties breakfast cereal in 1929 because of poor sales. Soon after the song, Have You Tried Wheaties, aired on the radio in Minnesota, however, sales spiked. Of the 53,000 cases of Wheaties breakfast cereal sold, 40,000 were sold in the Twin Cities market. After advertising manager Samuel Chester Gale pointed out that this was the only location where Have You Tried Wheaties was being aired at the time, the song was judged a success by the company. Encouraged by the results of this new advertising method, General Mills changed its brand strategy. Instead of dropping the cereal, it purchased nationwide commercial time for the ad. The resulting climate sales single-handedly established the Wheaties brand nationwide. While advertisers didn't necessarily understand it at the time, they realized anecdotally that linking a product or brand to music helped the name become more memorable. This discovery gave rise to the commercial jingle. A jingle is a short song or tune used in advertising. Jingles are a form of sound branding. A jingle contains one or more hooks that promote the product or service being advertised, usually through the use of a slogan. Initially, the jingle circumvented the ban on direct advertising that the National Broadcasting Company, or NBC, was trying to maintain at the time. A jingle could get a brand's name embedded in the heads of potential customers even though it did not fit into the accepted definition of advertisement. Many jingles were created using snippets of popular songs in which lyrics were modified to appropriately advertise the product or service. Others were original tunes written and created by professional jingle writers. As the radio business grew, owners realized they could increase advertising revenue by selling airtime. By the 1930s, these advertising spots, as the packets of time became known, were being sold by the station's geographical sales representatives, ushering in an era of national radio advertising. Radio stations originally sold commercial time in five-minute blocks. In 1939, though, Pepsi-Cola bought a one-minute jingle from two composers. While it was a memorable tune, it created a problem for Pepsi-Cola and the radio stations what to do with the other four minutes of airtime. Pepsi eventually found a down-and-out radio station that would accept a one-minute commercial. This one-minute format soon became the standard length of time for all commercials. The duration of commercials is increasingly growing shorter as our attention span gets shorter. 
30-second spots began running not long after cigarette commercials left the airwaves in 1971. The television networks, worried about the lost ad revenue from tobacco marketers, started offering 30-second spots at lower prices to make it financially attractive to advertisers to buy time. The 15-second commercial began to appear in the late 80s as a way to compensate for the rapidly rising cost of 30-second spots. By 2017, one-third of all TV commercials were 15 seconds in length, and currently many advertisers are experimenting with six-second commercials. Usually, listeners are able to discern radio advertisements from entertainment content. The FCC has long mandated that where anything of value has changed hands in exchange for mentions on the air, a station has a duty to disclose it. In recent years, though, there have been a trend toward the blurring of entertainment and advertising content. Marketers are embedding products into the media so that consumers are not aware they're being advertised to. In radio, it sometimes becomes difficult to tell where DJ chit-chat ends and an advertisement begins. An earworm is a catchy piece of music that continually repeats in a person's mind after it's no longer playing. One recent survey found that around 90% of people experience earworms at least once a week. Researchers say that the shorter and simpler the melody, the more likely it is to get stuck in your head. This is why some of the most common earworms are jingles and the choruses of pop songs. Psychologists who study the effects of music on the brain have found that music with a strong emotional connection to the listener is difficult to forget. It was this discovery that led marketers to license pop songs for advertising instead of commissioning original jingles. This has led to brands licensing popular tunes for their product advertising. So if you can't get that little tune out of your head, blame State Farm or McDonald's. The whole point of advertising jingles is to be an earworm so that you don't forget the name of the brand. Larry, what's in our mailbag today? Jethro in South Georgia writes, Can you do a show about chicken farming? I've purchased several hundred chicks over the last couple of years and they keep dying. I don't know if I'm planting them too deep or too far apart. Jethro, chicken farming is a specialty that's a little different than regular farming. I recommend you contact your local county agent for help. Sally in Sioux City, Iowa emails to say, I love Barbie. I've played and collected with Barbie dolls all my life. My favorite is divorced Barbie. She comes with Ken's house, Ken's car, Ken's dog, and Ken's snowmobile. Sally, I know Mattel has put out dozens and dozens of different Barbie dolls each one having a special niche appeal. But it sounds like Divorce Barbie literally takes the cake and everything else. Thanks for listening. Finally, Justin in Swampville, Louisiana writes to say, We love gators down here. We like gator tail, gator shoes, and gator tots. Can you do a show about gators sometime? Justin, I am familiar with gator shoes. I once saw a Louisiana lady out blasting gators with a shotgun and pulling them up on the swamp bank. She claimed to be looking for gator shoes, but none of the ones she shot had a pair on. Well, that's all we have time for today, folks. Tell one person about the podcast. You'll feel better about yourself for doing it.